Hey everyone, welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela. With me as always, the cheeriest Merry Christmas guy, Ben Brown, PFF data scientist. And we're going through everything week 16 for you. We have player props, parlays, anytime touchdown scores. So Ben, let's get into it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I just, I have to, did you have a great Christmas? I, ho- I hope you did. Great, great Christmas, of course. I have three little ones at home, so uh, oh. obviously the time has been, you know, slowly ticking away until we got to Christmas. <laughs> so they open presents. I am in my Christmas pajamas here uh, late at night on Christmas night. So, you know, couldn't ask for a better day. I think overall the football has been, you know, marginal probably at best right now. We'll see if the Colts end up kind of taking taking care of the, the Cardinals here on Saturday night football. But I'm definitely excited for this Week 16 NFL Sunday slate for sure. So. It should be a good one, and hopefully we're giving people some extra uh, Christmas cheer, some extra Christmas gifts on a Sunday. That would that will that'll be nice. So I'm hoping right. that our props are good enough to do that. I think they right, are. definitely. I think they yeah, are. definitely. I mean, we did we did miss you know our podcast this morning. We were trying to get something mm-hmm. out for the people. You know, player props were a little delayed. We had a little bit of you know scheduling malfunction last night and this morning. But I mm-hmm. will say, unfortunately. All of our player props would have hit if we would have just given them out. So it's uh, maybe a little bit unfortunate, but I do think we can keep the momentum going here for Sunday uh, for we'll sure. We'll keep going. So. All right. Well, let's start with our tried and true. We are going back to it because when all else fails, we go back to the quarterback rushing prop. And that right. is what we are doing today. We like Joe Burrow over six and a half rushing yards. Um this game has huge implications, right? This game matters, and I know Burrow knows that, and it essentially decides the AFC North division. So I think, for me, looking at this prop, anything and everything that Burrow can do with his legs to alleviate some pressure from everyone else, he's going to do it in this game. Yeah, definitely. So he's gone over, you know, six of eight on his quarterback rushing props so far in 2021. I do think uh, Ravens really high uh, blitz percentage in the NFL so far haven't necessarily been all that great from a pass rush perspective. I think we have them 21st in pressure rate, 19th overall in our opponent, just a pass rush grade, but uh, they are going to be forced to blitz here at a really high rate. And I do think that's going to allow, you know, Joe Burrow to get out one or two more times. Obviously, like you said, uh, this game matters quite a bit to him. Joe Burrow does lead the NFL 
and sacks taken so far in 2021. So anything he can kind of do to negate those sorts of heavy negative plays when he does drop back to pass, I think is going to help him. And I do think it's also going to help him uh, from his quarterback for rushing prop perspective. So definitely expect him to get over what I think is kind of a relatively low number for him, 6.8, 6.5 rushing yards, uh, decent, you know, minus 115, minus 120 price. So I like this one quite a bit. I think it's definitely got to be our favorite plot favorite prop coming up here on Sunday. I do too. I do too. And it has a 10.3% value uh, on PF, our PFF uh, props tool as well. So I really like this one. I think we're starting off strong here. Like we said, it's it, it's a game with huge implications. So anything he can do, especially when they're blitzing at the rate that they're probably going to be, it's going to be um, Joe Burrow using his legs. Are there any other – I have to ask, are there any other quarterback rushing props that you like? Or oh, is this really the on, one – You're putting oh, me no, on the spot right away. I'm sorry. So. We'll, move, did, we'll come back to him. Well, I can I can run it here really quick. I did actually really like Baker Mayfield uh, over oh, okay. eight point five rushing yards. Of course, that one's you know pass. He did actually go over that, but mm-hmm. we don't have a ton of value outside I didn't see of a lot. outside of those. Right? We do have you know um, you know Matt Ryan over four point five rushing yards, but going up against the okay. Detroit Lions defense, I do think that the Lions would probably have to put. Pl- probably have to play pretty close to where they played at last week with them needing to lead in order for us to kind of see Matt Ryan go over his number and then another spot that the player props tool kind of likes Ben Roethlisberger over 2.5 rushing yards really heavy plus price of course we saw him go over that last week we did talk about it but uh definitely not a spot that I really want to get too involved with as well so I do think it's going to be you know Joe Burrow or bust here from a quarterback rushing prop perspective here on Sunday afternoon so a favorite, a favorite, favorite. for sure. Well, favorite. another one we like too is Devin. So this one is interesting because you have you like Devin Singletary over 12 and a half receiving yards. Yep. And he's kind of had an interesting year with the Bills as their running back. So I want to hear what you have with this one because then I kind of have a counter to it as well. Counter and you're you're fading it basically. Counter. So we no, have I'm not, seen... no, no, I'm not fading. I promise. I would okay. tell you if I was fading. <laughs> so we have seen this one actually creep up a little bit. I think it opened up at 11 okay. and a half. I really liked it then. I did write it up for uh, VEASAN article that I do early in the week for player prop markets, uh, but it's been a spot where he has been heavily involved, right? 90% of um, yeah. you know the team offensive snap percentage, he has ran a route on over 70% of dropbacks the last two weeks, so he is a guy that's heavily involved. I do think the Patriots are going to try and take away uh, Stefan Diggs as best as they mm-hmm. can. You know, guys like Gabriel Davis is out, Cole Beasley is out, so it's really going to be Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and probably Dawson Knox, and then Outside of those three guys, I do think it's going to be Devin Singletary, and I think he's going to be the guy that plays workhorse-type uh, running back snaps here on Sunday against the New England Patriots. So 13.5 receiving yards. He is a really good, I would say, uh, you know, running back out of the backfield, being able to kind of catch some of those passes. So I think this is going to be a pretty easy one. It has moved up two yards since the Open. I still think you have, you know, decent value on that, all the way probably up to 15.5 receiving yards, if not 16.5. But uh, this is a spot that I like quite a bit. I also like the Bills quite a bit here in this match. I'm wondering what you're thinking of as far as like kind of how you see this game maybe playing out here. No, yeah, no, I I agree with you. I like the Bills. I kind of wanted to just get your take on any other players that you're watching because we don't we don't know yet about Emmanuel Sanders, right? Right. So we really don't know much about him. And like you said, I mean, they're they're going to be without Cole Beasley too. So I wanted to know if you had any other players that you were kind of honing in on for this game because 
like Gabriel Davis did have increased snaps in back-to-back weeks, but like you said, he's out, I believe, right? right? right. Yeah, he's right. out. So if Sanders is out and you know that Cole Beasley's out, is there are there any other players that you're kind of honing in on that yeah. you might, you know, so watch know, the line or something? Yes, yeah, so we know Gabriel Davis is out. We know Cole Beasley is out. Emmanuel Sanders is kind yeah. of uh, that questionable status right now while we're filming mm-hmm. it. But, uh, you know, if those guys are all out, it does seem like it's going to turn more into the Stefan Diggs show, right? We do like him at okay. over 6.5 receptions, uh, plus 110 price. I think early on in the week, he was more along the lines of a 68.5 receiving yard prop mm-hmm. number. He has moved up to 76.5, which is a pretty significant move, moving up eight yards. I do think quite a bit of that is the fact that, you know, a lot of guys from that Bill's uh, receiving unit is going to be out, but I still like yeah. Stefan Diggs here quite a bit, and I do think there is probably uh, a little bit of value on Dawson Knox as well, but um, we like him probably to go under his receptions at you know, 3.5 okay. plus 115. I don't really love that play here, uh, so I do think that I'd probably lean more toward trying to target some of the Bills uh, overs from the receive from their pass catching okay. uh, unit as opposed to probably trying to fade like Dawson Knox, you know, given yeah. uh, the I, expectation of who's actually going to be playing out there on Sunday. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. Because like gaining yards against the Patriots is hard for any receiver, right. especially it has been this season. So they allow the second fewest yards to opposing wide receivers. So I just wanted to know if you were, because when we were prepping for this, I didn't really know who else to turn to besides, like you said, Diggs was one to watch for just because right. questionable, like while we're filming this, we don't know about Emmanuel Sanders. So I do like that play a lot. And I am with you. I do think the Bills come come back with this one and take this game away, unlike the last game. Yep, yeah. And I will say um Emmanuel Sanders didn't have an injury designation yesterday. It does sound okay. like even, you know, a couple days ago, uh, we did kind of expect him to play. They haven't, you know, officially announced that yet, but it does definitely seem like everything is pointing toward him being on track to play. So okay. at least the Bills will have, you know, their top two uh, wide receiver options, I would say, and then it's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, how involved is Dawson Knox? But there are definitely some injury concerns on both sides of the football, right, for this for this matchup because uh, the New England Patriots kind of dealing with some similar situations. Nelson Aguilar out with a concussion. Yep. It does sound like Kendrick Bourne is going to be back, and of course they're going to still have Jacoby Myers. So we'll see how productive. Uh, you know, either offense is in this match, but it could be, like you said, a little bit more of a defensive struggle struggle fest in this AFC at, AFC East showdown here for sure. Yeah, it'll be a good game though. We've got I'm excited for this weekend because we do have good games this weekend, so it'll right. be fun to watch. Another one we're hitting is Jamar Chase over. We're gonna do this over 63 and a half receiving yards, and it. I know you're holding. I know you're holding your breath. I am too. They're okay. So the thing is, they're playing against the Ravens, right? But it's it's turned into a weird pick because before this was a lock, like like right. week seven. I mean, he he went off uh, right right in week seven, and then since then, it's kind of been a little bit of radio silence. It's just been um, not. He's been he's not been hitting this prop. So, but you like sixty three and a half and the over on receiving yards. Is it just because they're playing the Ravens, or you yeah, know, what, what in some is ways, it? and I like and I like this one a lot. You know, a lot more earlier in the week, it actually has moved down a little bit so we have seen some oh. negative line movement uh away from my direction six three and a half it is down to 59.5 as far as a consensus line so okay uh, i do think part of that is you know the baltimore ravens quarterback situation right with josh johnson mm-hmm. that quarterback are they going to be able to keep <laughs> keep pace with a cha- with a bengals led team that you know is now a four and a half point favorite that is kind of the question right tomorrow chase has been really big play dependent uh and it, and it hasn't necessarily turned out 
turned out or shown out here over the last, uh, you know, seven weeks this season, basically since week eight. Of course, he did have, you know, that one drop that turned into an interception that would have easily had him go over his uh, receiving yards prop in that matchup. But uh, it's been tough. So I do think if they hit one deep, obviously that's going to be where, uh, you know, he gets over this receiving yards number. But I am a little bit more concerned with the fact that he's not going to have uh, as many chances here, uh, given the fact that they're going to be starting Josh Johnson, uh, you know, for the Baltimore Ravens. So I like this play. I don't necessarily love this play. I do think there is probably quite a bit more value uh, and other props probably coming up here on Sunday. This one will be holding our breath a little bit holding on this one. Holding our breath the whole time. On, we on need one, one play, one big play, basically. I know. So. I, I want to ask you, though, like, because in your article, you did say he's been hitting, like, this kind of rookie wall. What are you attributing that to? Like, when you're watching him and when you're looking at his lines and stuff like that, like, what are you thinking when you're making, uh, looking at his props specifically? Yeah, that, it, it is a good question, right? I do think some, you know, even on early in the season, some of his big plays were not necessarily fluky, but uh, they were definitely 50-50 balls that he ended up coming down with. He doesn't seem to be coming okay. down with those plays over the last seven weeks of the season. I do think T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you know, and everybody else basically being back and healthy for that Bengals offense, obviously is going to cut in a little bit to his target share as well. You know, T. Higgins kind of started the game off hot, and then Tyler Boyd was the guy that kind of finished the game out for the Bengals. So uh, they definitely have a solid trio of wide receivers, and I do think that yeah. is probably, you know, just just knocking down his volume enough to the point where he was already uh, kind of big play dependent. And if those aren't hitting, uh, he's definitely going to be looking a lot worse than what he was early on to start the season. So. Perfect. Well, perfect. Well, someone who's kind of had not maybe not had the same storyline, but it has been odd these last, especially this season, but that is Jerry Judy. And you were going Jerry Judy under three and a half receptions. They have Drew Locke as their quarterback uh, this week. Teddy Bridgewater took that um, pretty nasty hit, and he's still uh, with, with that concussion protocol. But you like Jerry Judy to go under three and a half receptions. And I cannot wait to hear you explain this because it's got to be it's got to be mixed with Drew Locke coming in and playing and how just really they've been not utilizing, utilizing Jerry Judy these past few weeks, too. Yeah, definitely. And it, it is it is an interesting spot because, you know, last year when Drew Locke was in at quarterback for the Denver Broncos, his favorite target was Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy yeah. hasn't necessarily been involved since uh, the injury situation that he had to kind of start or the midpoint of the season. So this is an interesting spot for me because I do actually buy into Drew Locke having a little bit of, of a successful game. If you look at some of uh, the art other content that I put out, you know, the best last minute bits. I do think uh, the Denver Broncos are probably going to win here in Las Vegas uh, okay. in that, you know, later slot here. I do think they're going to play well. I do think Drew Locke's going to play well. Our player props tool likes him to go over 1.5 passing touchdowns at plus 155 price. We also like him to go over his 205.5 passing yardage prop as well. So maybe this is a okay. little bit of a hedge, but I do think that guys like Cortland Sutton are going to be uh, heavily involved. I do think Tim Patrick's going to be heavily involved. Noah Fan as well. So uh, looking through everything, Jerry Judy could have a big game, and I think maybe that would also play into obviously Drew Locke being really successful. But I think it's going to okay. be a little bit more of a Cortland Sutton show here on Sunday uh, with Drew Locke. I do think he's going to probably hit one or two deep shots, and I think the the Broncos are probably going to be in control of this matchup the whole time. So I do think that Jerry Judy could have a decent game and still go under 3.5 receptions. But uh, okay. given where his average depth of target is, I just think it's going to be a little bit higher uh, hill to climb for him than any of the other Broncos pass catchers. So out of all of them, I'm probably fading them. But I am you know, kind of starting to rethink that based on the fact that I do think uh, the Broncos are going to be relatively successful 
uh, through the air here on Sunday. And, uh, you know, the you know Jerry Judy specifically, I do think, has a pretty difficult matchup against Nate Hobbs, who was out last week for COVID. I do think where his number was priced at probably included Nate Hobbs not playing, uh, but he has been activated off that COVID-19 list. So I do think uh, that could be a little bit of a detriment to Jerry Judy being the guy here for the Broncos offense on Sunday. I agree. And I'm, I'm kind of with you on the Cortland Sutton train too, because I had written out Cortland Sutton to go over when I looked at it, it was at 27 and a half receiving yards. Yep. Yeah. He was at 26. Um, and I kinda, I kinda, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Well then shop around, but he's essentially, it's been weird because Sutton has been almost non-existent, especially the last, what, four or five, four or five right. weeks. So the most record receiving yards he's had is 29, 29 or 30. Um, and it's been, it's just been a weird kind of it's been a weird season for him, but I, right. I can see Sutton returning with Drew Locke coming back. What does Drew Locke have to lose? Not a lot. Um, so he's coming in there to play for the Denver Broncos. He's gonna. He said he's going to give it all he has. So I don't see – I think he can return to maybe some relevancy with Drew Locke coming in at quarterback against the Raiders. Um, we both know that Drew Locke really likes to push the ball down right, the field as much right. as he can. And Courtland, whether it's between Courtland Sutton or Jerry Judy, they're both going to try and go up and go up for all those deep balls. So I do like I like his over twenty seven and a half receiving yards. If we're going to yep. fade Judy, you gotta you gotta hit it with something at the other end. Definitely, yeah. and we are you know we are kind of on a couple you know Denver Broncos pass catching unders here. So Noah Fant and okay. Jerry Judy, but I agree with you. I do think you know Courtland Sutton's going to be uh, at least more successful than what he has been previously. This is his lower, lowest receiving yards number of the season. It's not because like he's seen a cut in offensive snaps or routes no. run or anything like that. So he is still on the field. Drew Locke, we're going to see some YOLO balls here coming up on Sunday. If one of those hits, <laughs> uh, Sutton's going to be over there basically on one one reception. So I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see Drew Locke maybe show out a little bit here. I, am, I have kind of a weirdly good feeling. I'm hoping that uh, you can also help me manifest that uh, here on Sunday. So you know, it's been, I covered, for anyone that doesn't know, I covered Denver, the Denver Broncos for three years. And yeah, that was a weird, what a weird, weird time stretch. to be in Denver. What right. a weird time to be in Denver. But you're right. Like I want to, I want to coin the phrase now YOLO ball for Drew Locke because yes. that is what he does. But those receivers, I mean, with Jerry Judy before how it worked, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, all those right. guys, Tim Patrick. I mean, all those guys were coming down with those, and he at some points looked good. So I don't know if he's going to look great. He kind of reminds me right now of again that Baker Mayfield graphic that we see, where it's right. like where it's like the cycle of cycle of Baker Mayfield, where it's like prove media wrong, like show show beat an unbeatable team. So I think Drew Lock, uh, he he's probably going to do it because he does go in there with so much confidence. Uh, that it's right. a little bit. That's one uh, way of putting it. That's one way of putting it. That's for then. sure. Right. <laughs> right. He's a very confident guy, but I like it. You know who? You know who's someone else that I like though too is Albert Okuwebnam. Um, okay. He's their tight. He's their tight end. And if you don't think that Noah Fant is going to have a big game with Drew Locke, I just I, and this is totally random, and I didn't really prep this one, but I think Albert Okuwebnam. I saw him before with maybe. 18 and a half receiving yards or something like that. So I'm not, I don't know about it, but I think he's someone to watch because he's their number two tight end. But we do know that the Raiders covering tight ends, uh, not great, right? I mean, right. so I think when they're facing the Raiders, they've allowed 880 receiving yards to tight ends. So I think that's someone to watch too. If you want to think you could maybe get that at a plus price, but he's someone that has been coming up as of late. 
Um, so he's been really fun to watch and could be right. could be fun against the Raiders with Drew Locke. I mean, they're gonna Drew Locke is going to try anything he can to get it right. right. So I kinda like that one too. Definitely. I mean, even the fact that you can pronounce his name correctly, I think is a good element here uh, coming up on Sunday. Something <laughs> I cannot do. So I'm definitely riding that one with you for sure. So Perfect, perfect. Well, Ben, do you have any other ones that you're kind of watching uh, I, before I, before the games? Yeah, I do like two probably quarterback passing touchdown props. I do okay. think Matthew Stafford over two point five passing touchdowns against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings uh, haven't really shown any semblance of uh, effective secondary play, especially at the cornerback position. So I think, you know, Cooper Cup's a guy that's going to be able to basically be open all game uh, against that Viking okay. secondary. So I like I like Stafford to go over 2.5 passing touchdowns. I also like Ben Roethlisberger under 1.5 passing touchdowns, minus 116 price, uh, you know, Obviously, the Chiefs defense has looked really good of late. We have them as a top 10 unit so far here in 2021. I believe firmly that Mike Tomlin's probably going to be trying to establish a run as much as possible uh, in this matchup. Keep both Ben Roethlisberger at bay and Patrick Mahomes off the field. We'll see if he's actually successful doing that. But I think any, uh, you know, offensive plays that are actually successful from an EPA perspective uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers is definitely going to be coming from Najee Harris, not necessarily from Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. So him to go under 1.5 passes touchdowns seems like a really safe bet here uh, <laughs> for me on Sunday. So those are two other ones that I like. But other than that, I think it's going to be a fun slate here for sure. So It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I'm watching, if anyone wants any time touchdown scores, I am Let's watching the Bucks. I am watching the Bucks because, right, they don't have Chris Godwin or Mike, Ev- or Mike Evans. So I think the two players to watch, and they could be obvious, but Rob Gronkowski is still at a plus price at plus 130. Same with Antonio. Antonio Brown, right? Because he's he's back too. So I think the numbers at, at, for those two both shouldn't be plus money, and I think they still are. So those are the two guys that uh, maybe you can get some value with there. Maybe a Gronk times two for touchdowns. I don't go. know, but but those are the two. I know those are the two I'm watching though because uh, there's weapons down and they're gonna have to go somewhere. So maybe Le- Leonard Fournette. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, I, think I like he's the out Antonio. Too, he? I like the Antonio yeah. Brown. Uh, play for sure. I do think he's yeah. kind of the key to that, you know, Buccaneers uh, passing attack. He is. Uh, you know, Leonard Fournette's definitely banged up. I don't think he's actually going to be playing here um, on Sunday. So, yeah, I think that just opens up yeah. more opportunity for both Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown to probably be, you know, even more involved, especially in the red zone, red zone area as well. So, I like that. I can get on board go. with that for sure. It's so. going to be fun. While you're fading, you're fading Ben Roethlisberger. You're like, don't touch don't touch his passing touchdowns. Don't right. pa- touch his quarterback rushing prop either. Just right. don't touch it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not here. Here, not week 16. I think if the wheels are going to fall off, they're falling off here. So, <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Well, Ben, thank you so much as always for hopping on. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you had uh, a great holiday. We hope we are giving you some winners for the uh, Christmas aftermath, win some money on a Sunday. As always, check out pff.com slash betting for all of Ben Brown's articles and all of our player props tools. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. 